Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Are you having vegetables tonight? I hope you're having pizza tonight, because it is Friday after all. But maybe you're having vegetable topping, which is totally fine and appropriate, as long as it's not a fruit. And you know which fruit I mean. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It's Friday night. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We made it through the week. Isn't that a good feeling? I'll tell you what, it feels good, doesn't it? It feels really, really good. Uh, Fat Jerry, excuse me, the penguin Jerry Nadler. I don't want to be rude. And Uh, we need immigrants in this country. mm. Forget the fact that the farm, that our, our, our vegetables would rot in the ground if it weren't, if they weren't being picked by many immigrants, many illegal immigrants. Mm. The fact is that the birth rate in this country is way below replacement level, which means our population is going to start shrinking. And the ratio of people on Social Security and Medicare is going to increase relative to the number of people supporting them. Ah. And we need immigrants in this country. Forget the fact that we need immigrants in this country. Look, uh, nobody's disputing the fact that we may need immigrants in this country. I think the question is illegal immigrants. And really what I think the truth is of what fat penguin Jerry Neller is saying there is that eventually these people have to become citizens, taxpaying citizens so that they can pay for Social Security and Medicare. That's what I got from that. What did you get from that? That's what I got. I think he's, again, he's saying the quiet part out loud. Saying the quiet part out loud. No doubt about it. And this is the problem. And I... Yeah, yeah I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry Christmas and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree, too. Uh, the problem is that <clears throat> Democrats now are... This dichotomy that exists on the local level versus the national level and the local level being that they're all in on saying no (laughs) and the national level that they're all in on on saying yes to open borders. And that's really the dichotomy that exists as we head into what is going to be another crazy weekend as we're all facing potentially now World War Three. 
fun times, right? And fun times as millions fill the streets in Yemen as Houthi rebels promise revenge against the U.S. after 73 strikes hit Yemen regions, according, killing five people. The American and British enemy bears full responsibility for this criminal aggression. How much is this going to change things when it comes to the New Hampshire primary? That's what I want to know. How much is this going to change things? Former President Donald Trump came out last night and criticized Joe Biden for the airstrike in Yemen. This is what he had to say. Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe that he has gone mad, a stark raving lunatic with his horrible and country-threatening environmental open borders and DOJ FBI weaponization policies. He is a mental catastrophe that is leading our country to hell. We'll end up in World War III because of this man and for no reason whatsoever. We'll end up in World War III because of this man. Yet another war started by Biden. They said I would cause a World War III. A complete madman is using the War Powers Act against Yemen with F-22 jets and Tomahawk missiles. Why? I will end all wars in just a short time, the former president said. I'm also disappointed that the United States and the United Kingdom bombed Yemen under the orders of Joe Biden. I've never seen Democrats disagree with a decision so much. Even Democrat Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib slammed Joe Biden for the airstrikes. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's um, very telling as we head into Iowa and you look at the big lead that Donald Trump has as the the, the congressional Republicans now are fighting. I mean, Trump's at 54 percent going into Iowa this weekend. And Haley's in the in the low twenties. And everybody's talking about the weather, the weather being cold. I'll tell you something right now. Trump supporters come out. They, no matter what, they come out. They come out in the cold. You think it's going to be cold? It may be. It's freaking Iowa in January. <laughs> it's just kind of the way it is. I've been in Iowa in January before. It gets really cold. But Trump supporters are diehard. They will come out. And and there's an anti-Trump element that will come out too. But the people that are kind of marginal or on the fence or really don't care, they're staying home. You know what I mean? So it's, I think that's that's advantage Trump with Iowa. And then the only question is how long until DeSantis drops out of the race? Is it is it right? Is it Monday night? Does he wait till Tuesday? If he loses badly in Iowa and Nikki Haley comes in a strong second and he knows he's going to get swamped in New Hampshire, I think the best strategy for him. From a purely political strategy, if, if, he's not asking, but if I were, if he were to ask me, I'd tell him, here's what you do. Here, here's your here's your strategy. Don't pull a Chris Christie. Don't uh, self-emolulate yourself and lose any ability to play kingmaker here. Get out. You don't do well in Iowa, which you're not going to do. Get out and back Trump and help him crush her in New Hampshire. And then you can take credit for it. And your people can take credit for it. And Trump's people can welcome you you back into the fold and everybody can be kumbaya again. Because Haley and DeSantis are so far apart on the issue of Ukraine and other issues too, that there's no chance he backs her. I don't care if the establishment holds a gun to his head, he's not gonna do it. So then get out, get out and, and back Trump while you still have something to deliver. Because I, th- th- what happened here with these strikes in Yemen, and I don't, and who knows what the weekend's going to bring between now and, and, and Monday, right? Who knows? But the one thing is that a big part of Trump's message has been anti-war. A big part of his message has been, I'm not going to start World War III. I'm the only president in how many years who hasn't started a new war. You know, despite everybody saying that I was going to be the guy that 
that turned around and, and, and destroyed the world. I'm the only president in how much time who did not start another war. And I think that's going to matter going into this weekend. I think these, these strikes, again, Trump's timing being everything, I, I think it, it's advantage Trump. People are very, very nervous now that we are teetering towards World War III. And nobody wants this, except the establishment, of course. The establishment always does. Oh, by the way, there's an update on, remember that story the other day, that, um, that privileged story about uh, Johns Hopkins? This is one of my favorite stories of the day today. So I was asked the other day a question by somebody. They said, do you think the DEI thing is really a thing? Do you think this is really, this is really a, 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 a thing? And I said, yeah, I, I think DEI is still a massive problem, but I think people now are pushing back on it. So a diversity chief at John Hopkins Medical sent a monthly diversity digest email to staff with a letter that declared all white people, Christians and men to be privileged. Basically, if you're not a gay black woman, you're privileged. Dr. Sharita Hill-Golden, chief diversity officer for the hospital system, also included heterosexuals and English speakers in the privileged category in her missive to all staff. Under a section titled, Diversity is the Word of the Month, Golden defined privilege as, quote, a set of unearned benefits given to people who are, to, who are in a specific social group that operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels. By the way, what about a fat penguin New York congressman who suggests that uh, the only way we get vegetables is if illegal immigrants pick them? Does that guy have privilege? She provided a list of privileged social groups, which included white people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people. Now, easy, Michael Pelka. It's her term. Don't, don't yell at me. Males, Christians, middle or owning class people. So if you own something, you're in the owning class now. What about if you rent and you just don't want to buy anything because the interest rates are too high? Uh, Middle-aged people and English-speaking people. It's a long list. Happy New Year. Welcome to the January 2024 issue of the Monthly Diversity Digest. We're excited to kick off this month with two events in celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. We look forward to the 42nd annual MLK commemoration on January 12th. This year will be in a new location, the Chevy Chase Auditorium on the East Baltimore campus. And the theme, by the way, speaking of privilege... People that live in Chevy Chase, Maryland, they got some privilege. I call that swamp privilege, baby. That's swamp privilege because they're making the money from the swamp. You know what I mean? They're the lawyers and the lobbyists and all the people who comprise the richest zip codes in America. Uh, let's see here. Now, the theme will be where do we go from here? Chaos or community? Noted engineer and physician Mai Jameson will be the keynote speaker. Jameson will share her career path and her experiences as the first woman of color to travel in space. I always thought space was racist. I'm surprised that they that once she got there, she didn't burn up. I just always assumed that. Uh, diversity word of the month: privilege. Privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Privilege operates on a personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels, and it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups in the united states privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups white people able-bodied people heterosexuals cisgender people males christians 
middle-aged people, uh, middle or owning class people, English-speaking people. Privilege is a characteristically invisible to people who have it. People in dominant groups often believe they have earned the privileges they enjoy or that everyone could have access to these privileges if only they were to earn them. In fact, privileges are unearned and are granted to people in the dominant groups whether they want those privileges or not and regardless of their shared intent. Got that? So the, the, the myth of, and this is, this is Marxism 101 right here, the whole concept of this, which is it doesn't matter how hard you work. Because the system is set up in a way that it rewards privilege. And it doesn't matter if you put your effort into it, if you give it maximum effort like Deadpool. It, you're still, you're not going to get ahead. You can't get ahead because, because privilege exists. And if you either have it or you don't. What about Johns Hopkins Medical School privilege? Like if I get a degree from Johns Hopkins Medical School, do I have privilege? Probably, I would think so. Ivy League privilege, that's some privilege right there. Anyway, the update to the story today, which came out a short time ago, and uh, hat tip to our own Matt DeSancta Traitorous for sending this to me. Johns Hopkins Medicine put out the following statement. Dear Johns Hopkins community, every month the Johns Hopkins Medical Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Health Equity distributes a newsletter from the Chief Diversity Officer, Dr. Sharita Golden. The role of the office and the intended purpose of the newsletter is to support the Johns Hopkins medicine community, to build a culture of inclusivity, and to foster conversation. Regrettably, the January edition of this newsletter, which was distributed to all Johns Hopkins medicine employees yesterday, included a definition of privilege that runs counter to the values of our institution and our mission and commitment to serve everyone equally. Dr. Golden heard the feedback from our community, sincerely apologized, and retracted the definition. We fully support and appreciate her decision to do so. And as leaders of Johns Hopkins Medicine, we too repudiate this language. Why don't you fire her, is my question. Oh, right. Never mind. <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I don't know. That, that, that email was from... Um, Theodore L. DeWeese, the dean of the medical faculty, and Kevin Somers, the president of the Johns Hopkins Health System. Uh, both uh, two privileged, a- able-bodied, owning class, heterosexual men, I assume. I don't know for sure. Uh, and um, the idiot who sent out that, who should be fired, will not be fired. And I just wonder why. I, will, I guess it'll be I guess it'll be a mystery for all of us to ponder this weekend, huh? I guess it'll be a, a, a mystery why the diversity word of the, ma- of the of the month privilege by Dr. Sharita Hill, Dr. Sharita Hill Golden. I wonder why she'll keep her job. Anyway, what do I know, right? I mean, what does anybody know these days? All I know is that our vegetables would not be picked if it wasn't for illegal immigrants. And if you are having pineapple on your pizza tonight. That most likely did not come from Hawaii. That most likely came from, well, I don't think China's making pineapple yet, but it probably came from like, I don't know, Tahiti or Fiji. It doesn't matter. It doesn't belong on a pizza. Somebody yesterday sent me a note. It was, it was, a, it was a very nice note, but I, just, I wanted to clarify something real quick. So somebody sent me a note. I try to always e- read my emails. I'm not the best at responding because what happens inevitably is I start to read them and then one of my children needs me for something and i want to i want to be present when i'm home with my kids i think it's very important to me and um so mike sent a note yesterday he said rich i love your show and yes i agree that you should be nationally syndicated you're better than 
so-and-so and you fill in for him. Won't name names. I did not like your chatter about your new custom pizza oven. Yeah, buddy, you got money, but a lot of folks are hurting. An average South Jersey pizza is nearly 25 bucks a pie. The economy sucks. Don't remind us how well you're doing when you chat all day long about how bad we the people have it out here. All right, two things. And this is what I wrote back to Mike. I said, Mike, I appreciate your email and listening to the show. The pizza oven was built by me and a friend by hand over the course of several months, and I saved up for it for several years. It's my joy. Like people who enjoy golf or boating or whatever else, all of which probably cost far more. And making pizza is far cheaper and tastier than ordering it, in my opinion. Now, that said, I still try to support local pizzerias. Obviously, there's small businesses. But pizza for me is just a joy. It's like cooking anything else, you know? It's like making pasta. I mean, I still like to go to Italian restaurants. I still like to order pie. Like we're ordering pizza tonight. I'm not cooking it. But the point is you can build a brick oven in your backyard very inexpensively. It doesn't have to be fancy pants. Bricks are not that expensive. In fact, pizza is the ultimate peasant food. And true brick ovens are the ultimate peasant ovens. So I just want to make that point very, very clear. But again, I'm not going to apologize for being successful in life. I don't have the kind of money he thinks I probably have. I work in radio in the year 2024. Right, so just let's all bear that in mind. And I'm not a nationally syndicated host, and I have three children. But the point is that I don't want to also like we shouldn't have to apologize in life if we if we do well. And this is part of, and I'm not saying Mike is suggesting this, but I just think that you know part of what the left wants. And again, this is not you, Mike. It's not a reflection on you or your note. I'm just saying that we shouldn't have to feel in life guilty for being successful. Like I worked really hard to get here. And with the incredible support of the Zioli army, I'm here. But there were, I was, there were times when I was losing money in radio. I mean, losing a lot of money in radio. Here's what I mean by that. I would take any fill-in show I could get and I wouldn't get paid. I wouldn't get paid, but I would turn down paid projects to be on the air. And I would, and my wife was working. We didn't have kids at the time. I, we could do it. And she was a saint we were living in an apartment in Philly, but I would turn down paid gigs because it would take me out of, out of town. And if there were openings on the radio and I was offered them by the program director, Ed Palladino, back then, I was taking them, whether I got paid or not. Or maybe I got paid $50 a show for doing a four-hour, three-hour, four-hour show. I would take it. I just didn't say no. I didn't say no to anything. And that was years, years and years of that. In my first contract, you'd laugh at how little they paid me. If I told you, you'd laugh. Because it, it was, I, I, I mean, it was, it, but what was I going to do? It was my first contract. They offered me a contract. I took it because I wanted to get in. And I wasn't going to be in a situation where I turned around and I said, you know what? No, no, no I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I, it's not enough for me. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I, now, obviously, I'm at a different point in my career now. And I think there's more opportunities available to me at this point of my career than others. But I wanted to get my foot in the door. The point is that. Like this idiot from uh, Johns Hopkins who says privilege is something you can't earn. What happened to working hard and sacrificing in life? What happened to working hard to make your dreams come true with the sacrifices that come along the way? I have friends who for a long time were making a ton of money more than I was. I mean, like laughable amounts of money compared to what I was making. And they weren't even making that much. But what happened to taking, making sacrifices and working hard so you could achieve a dream, achieve a goal? I'm blessed to be here, and I don't take it for granted. Believe me, if you're listening right now, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're putting food on my table tonight. Not pineapple pizza, but you're putting food on my table nonetheless. I don't take it for granted. 
put my heart and soul into this show every single day, five days a week, most Fridays, most of, of the time. But, but you see the, and again, this is not directed to Mike, but like that idiot from Johns Hopkins, that whole idea of privilege is not, you can't earn your privilege. What, what about the people that are born with nothing and they're white people, able-bodied straight males and they're, they just don't come from money. Their dad was a cop or worse in terms of economics. Maybe they were abandoned. Maybe they grew up in pure poverty and they work and they strive and they achieve something. Can they never gain privilege because the theory is that, well, they were born white. Like, who cares? Like, tell that to a, to a, a, a out of work coal miner in Appalachia who happens to be white and able-bodied. Unless he's fighting mesophilioma or something. See what I mean? But but the Marxist notion of there is a uh, oppressive white privilege in America is what they want people to believe. And they want people to believe that so that ultimately they can tear down this country and start fresh and start from scratch. And that's why they this why the attack on William Penn, thank God we were able to stop it, because William Penn represents that notion of this is a guy that influenced the founders. And if we, can, if we can tear him down, we can ultimately tear the founders down, and we can ultimately tear down what they wrote, which is the Constitution of the United States of America. And if you can get everybody convinced that privilege is it, – it's not something you can ever earn no matter how hard you work in life because the system is set up in a way that rewards you regardless and hurts you regardless. That lie, if you can convince people of that lie, then you will convince people of the need to shred the Constitution, shred capitalism, and move on with life. And that is the ultimate goal of the left. As I've told you so many times, that is their ultimate goal. That is what they want. The Constitution of the United States of America is their guardrail. And they want to tear it down. All right, 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. California lawmakers seek to ban tackle football for kids under 12. The wealth tax is coming to California. And the Philadelphia police, one of their great moves, was firing their diversity director. That made me so happy. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The Philly police fire their diversity hack. Thank God. That was a great move by them. And um, the new way to teach anti-racism on campus is segregation. I kid you not. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Friday night, fourth and final hour. Thank you for being here today. We appreciate it very, very much. You know, this was kind of quiet. It didn't get a lot of news, but uh, made me very, very happy. One of the first things the new police commissioner did right after the mayor, Sherelle Parker, was inaugurated. They fired the first ever DEI officer, diversity, in equity, and inclusion, or DIE as I call it, which is diversity, inclusion, and equity. DEI officer Leslie Morant was fired just hours before new commissioner Kevin Bethel was set to take office. Her base salary was a whopping $170,568. She was told her services <laughs> were no longer needed. Move also comes, of course, as Philadelphia Mayor Sherelle Parker signed an executive order declaring a public safety emergency. Instead, I want the world to know that I'm fully committed to ending this sense of lawlessness and bringing order back to our city and a sense of lawfulness. Good. Made me very, very happy that they get rid of their diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. I sent that to a buddy of mine in the force, wrote back and said, um, I said, is, you know, is it, I said, this makes me happy. And he wrote back and said, yup. See ya, Leslie. There you go. How do you deal with uh, racism? And, and You do it by apparently making people racist. This is from the Wall Street Journal. UCLA's medical school divides students by race to teach anti-racism. If you've heard that the diversity, inclusion, and equity die agenda is going away, don't believe it. An emerging practice at elite medical schools segregates students by race to teach them about alleged structural racism in healthcare. The University of California, Los Angeles School of Medicine requires that first year students take a class called Structural Racism and Health Equity as part of the standard curriculum. In one exercise for the course, students divide by racial group and retreat to different areas to discuss anti-racist prompts. This is known as racial caucusing, a teaching device that UCLA describes as, quote, an anti-racist pedagogical tool... (laughs) Something about the pedagogy or something to provide a reflective space for us to explore how our positionality, particularly our racial identities, is perceived within clinical spaces, influence our interaction with patients, colleagues, and other staff. Remember, I told you how the left loves their long word salads that mean nothing. This is a great example of that, right? They just throw words at things. There's no words out there, and and every definition of something has to have like 15 unnecessary words by minimum, minimum. And it has to make no sense. And you have to at least Google one of the words to figure out what the hell it means. It's also, of course, illegal. According to Do No Harm, a group that describes its mission as eliminating racial discrimination in healthcare, the practice violates the 1964 Civil Rights Act. In a letter to the San Francisco Office for Civil Rights, Do Not Do No Harm wrote this week that the school's racial caucusing groups illegally segregate 
and separate its first-year medical students based on their race, color, and or national origin in violation of Title VI. Medical students in the class are asked to choose which of three racial categories they will identify with. They can select among the white student campus group, devils, non-black people of color, or, or the black student caucus groups. In case students think they have a choice of which group to join, a letter from the school makes clear that they should sort themselves by how they look to others. That's weird because I thought you could identify as anything these days. So what if I identify as a non-black person of color? And what the hell does that even mean anyway? We're all mixed race these days. Most of us are anyway. I'm I'm Italian. My mother's got brown skin. Southern Italian. You know, the Moors invaded Italy, Sicily. It's a great um, true romance reference, by the way. You know the scene I'm talking about. The exercise is unnecessary. UCLA's letter continues, is, is, uh, is necessary, the letter says, because f- for white folks, we often feel uncomfortable talking about our own race and our own identities without black, indigenous, and people of color in the room. And for black folks, discussions of race slash racism with non-black folks can be burdensome and exhausting. No, no, no. Reading this is exhausting. It's exhausting how you people keep trying to divide us. Caucusing is a chance to discuss this exhaustion and share strategies for individual and collective healing and self-care. It's like the time I told you I had to take one of those stupid, unconscious, bias training courses. And the first question I was asked on the stupid, unconscious bias training was, do you have unconscious bias? At which point, I checked no. And I thought I was done. Oh, was I wrong? Because for the next 45 minutes, I had to learn about how I had tons of unconscious bias. This is why people, I, honestly, they walk through by each other in the hallway and they, their heads are down. They won't even look in the eye. Lest you give somebody an accidental dirty look and they consider it to be racist or something like that. The, the, the DEI is all about pitting us against each other. Destroying people, destroying camaraderie, destroying teams. This is the goal of the left, obviously. And it's every, It's everywhere. And they want people. They don't want people to think about what unites us. They want people to think about what divides us. I told you the story years ago, many, 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 many years ago. I owe my conservative thinking truly to Dr. Thomas Sowell, who I was not exposed to in high school. I wish I had been. Uh, I don't know how many high schools have his books. If not, you should scream about a book ban. You should accuse the school of banning his books. But anyway, so I was a freshman at Maryland. And I'm walking around the campus one day with my buddy Greg Renoff, who's a professor and a brilliant, brilliant guy. Also a music historian. He wrote a great book on Van Halen, which I highly recommend. Anyway, so we're walking around the campus in Maryland one night, and there's this whole big banner for multiculturalism. And, you know, me being a freshman, I didn't know any better. I just said to Greg, I said, oh, hey, you're going to go to the multicultural fair? He goes, no. I said, why not? He said, because I don't like celebrating all the things that divide us. What about all the things that unite us as people? Why don't we ever talk about that? I said, well, what's wrong with pointing out our differences? He said, because they use them to pit each other against each other. And he said, you should read Thomas Sowell. You should read Dr. Thomas Sowell. Now, obviously, I was not assigned to any of Thomas Sowell's books. So I did that on my own. And it changed my view of things. And that's why I highly recommend you read Dr. Thomas Sowell's books. 
as often as you possibly can. Well, I also recommend you read Terry Hayes' new book, The Year of the Locust. Difference being, of course, is that Thomas Sowell writes nonfiction and Terry Hayes writes fiction. Although this latest book, The Year of the Locust, is so good, edge of your seat and gripping because it's got the, it's really focused on Iran that you will love this book about the CIA agent who has to go uh, deep undercover into Iran. And it's just, it is, it's, it's, it's outstanding. We're going to be together, me and Terry Hayes, on February 7th for our book event. He wrote his first book, I Am Pilgrim, 10 years ago. One of the best books I've ever, it may possibly be my favorite nonfiction book of all time. Definitely one of the top three. Jack Carr called it the, um, I think he said it was the greatest thriller of the 21st century, I Am Pilgrim. And this new book is, is great. So we're going to talk to Terry Hayes. He's got a lot of views on different things. The CIA conflict, the timing is perfect, obviously, with what's going on in the Middle East. And you should definitely come. So just go to 1210WPHU.com to get your tickets. Don't miss out on this, please. You'll get a copy of the book. Terry will sign it for you. You'll get to meet him. He's such a nice guy, too. If you missed the interview that I did with him last week, it is podcast for you. What a nice guy. He's got tons of stories, and he's brilliant, too. He worked on Mad Max and um, Road Warrior and... All kinds of great stuff. So anyway, that'll be on February 7th. But the point is that, you know, I, I had to go an extra step to figure out what this plot of multiculturalism was all about. And it is invaded. It's invaded everywhere. And, it, of course, the virus spreads in corporate America, which is why I have to take all these stupid courses all the time. And it, it, it what, because corporations hire students from these woke corporations, woke uh, colleges, and then they work at their companies and they turn them into woke bastions of wokeism. Woke is not dead. Diversity, equity, inclusion is not dead. None of this stuff is dead. It's, it, it's all there. They're just doing a better job now about trying to hide it. And so this group filed a civil rights complaint, do no harm. And then UCLA abruptly informed students that the caucusing exercise was canceled, which suggested administrators know the practice is legally suspect in accepting federal funds. Students must agree to abide by Title VI, which prohibits discrimination by race. It contains no exception for discriminating in pursuit of an anti-racist agenda. As a public university, UCLA is also governed by the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. A UCLA medical student who asked not to be named for fear of being ostracized told us she went to school to learn medicine not to be segregated by the color of my skin. That used to be the norm, but in higher education these days, ideology often trumps learning. I have heard about this wokeness at medical schools a lot, and it is a real problem. It really is. All right, when we get back to the latest on the conflict in the Middle East, the preview of Iowa, the Hawkeye Cockeye, as Rush used to call it, on a Friday night. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, so Iowa is just days away, Monday, and it's going to be cold. A cold, 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 cold night in Iowa. Welcome back to the show. What does that mean? How will it play out? Uh, what will the, uh, whatever chaos the weekend brings with regards to the Middle East, what will that mean, too? How is all that going to play? The Iowa Republican Presidential Caucus, as of right now, according to the real clear average of polls for Iowa, uh, here's what we got. Trump's up 34 points. Trump's at 51. Haley's at 17. Another poll has Trump at 45. Oh, that's New Hampshire. I'm sorry. Just Iowa. Let's look at Iowa for a moment. Uh, Trump at 51. Haley's 17. DeSantis at 17. 
Suffolk University poll has Trump at 54, Haley 22, DeSantis 13. 2024 Iowa Republican Presidential Caucus, Iowa St. Civics poll, Trump 55, Haley 14, DeSantis 14. But the real clear average of polls basically has Donald Trump up by 34 points. It's a lot. Now, I think, you know, clearly Haley and DeSantis are vying for number two. And this is make or break for Ron DeSantis. If he has a strong second place showing in Iowa, the problem for him is that he's not doing well in New Hampshire. He's only at six. And that's with Christie still in the race. I don't know how many Christie people are going to DeSantis. You know what I mean? Nikki Haley's doing much better in New Hampshire. In my opinion, and I said this earlier, if, if DeSantis has not come in a strong second place in Iowa, he needs to get out, back Trump, and work on stopping Nikki Haley. Just like, just like, just like Rand Paul put put out today. Rand Paul put out a thing today. It is it, it, and I and I love this too. I really do. I love this because you know Rand Paul is one of my favorite senators. He really is. He's one of my favorite senators. I think he's fantastic. And he said last night he was going to come out and talk about the presidential race. He hasn't endorsed yet, but what he put out today was the following. He said, "Never Nikki," and he put out a site, NeverNikki.net. NeverNikki.net, which as of right now, the page is down. I don't know why. Maybe there's a lot of people going there. But he said, the secret is out. I'm never Nikki. He will campaign against her. In fact, he likes Robert F. Kennedy Jr. more than her. Easy there, guy. He said, I've been watching the GOP primary closely for a while now, and I like various aspects of several candidates. Republicans like President Trump, Governor Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm interested in the ideas of some independents, too, such as Robert F. Kennedy Jr., as I look over the field, I don't think I yet have a first choice, but I do know one thing. Count me as never Nikki. Never Nikki. Good morning, everyone. As I told you yesterday, I'm ready to say something about the presidential race. I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy's been an important voice also have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm Never Nikki. And if you go to nevernikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military-industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the Internet, that people posting ideas anonymously. I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John Jay, and others who posted routinely for fear of the government, they posted routinely, anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow for the internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian-leaning conservatives. So I'm announcing today I'm Never Nikki. You can go to nevernikki.net and sign up and show her that you're Never Nikki also. Thanks. Boom. There he goes. Uh... I think it's I, I, I think what's happening in the Middle East is going to be an, another reminder to people 
I really do, of why Nikki Haley is problematic. So I think this helps Trump. Again, I'm giving you my objective analysis. I think this helps Trump. I think that the cold weather helps Trump because Trump supporters are are passionate and they'll walk over broken glass for the guy. I think that the anti-Trump element is as fired up too. And if they believe that Nikki Haley is how they will stop him, I think that Nikki Haley will do well in Iowa. She'll come in second. And that will be the, the, the moment that DeSantis has to decide. Do I want to be part of the group? Do I want to be part of the group that stops Nikki Haley or do I want to be part of the group that stops Donald Trump? And if he wants a future in 2028, I think it's an easy call. I really do. I think it's an easy call for him. This is not this is not something that you need to stay up night thinking about. And and don't don't do anything stupid like like Chris Christie getting, getting caught in a hot mic. All you got to do, all you got to do is just turn around and say, we didn't do well in Iowa. It's time for me to back Donald Trump. And that's it. And then, and then, and then, and then, when Trump beats her in New Hampshire, you get to take a little bit of credit for it. That's the way to do it. I'm telling you, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And 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 you know, you just do that. By the way, did you know that Trump did something awful? Well, he always does something awful. I don't know if you know this or not, but he used the American flags at a courtroom in New York City to make himself look more presidential. You see the flags behind him, right? Trying to look as if. He's the president. Uh, that was he was prepared to do that. The judge, of course, has already ruled Trump was liable for fraud and inflated his wealth by billions and is now merrily deciding whether Trump should be forced to pay nearly three hundred seventy. So if you stand in front of a flag, I want you to understand this now. If you stand in front of a flag, you're trying to be president. All right. Got it. So I'm just letting you know that it's important that you know this. OK, that's the point. That's what you need to understand. Oh, these people are rich, aren't they? I'm telling you. Um, but maybe you want to support Nikki Haley for the reasons that Sonny Hostin explains on The I, View. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to question his, you know, his intentions or anything like that. But I will say this. I don't understand why everyone is backing Nikki Haley, especially women. I remember when Hillary Clinton was running, there was a lot of talk about, I don't vote for someone just because she has a vagina. Well, last I checked, Nikki Haley has one too. And one what of the issues- What do you mean issues- last you checked? What are you thinking? Are you- let me just finish. So, um, and, and the thing is, Nikki Haley, surprises, you know? Nikki Haley has said that, that she will sign a national ban, a, f- a federal ban for against abortion. That's right. Um, even though, and I think she's saying that to sort of talk about the, uh, talk to the MAGA base. By the way, um, last time I checked, she has a vagina. You know, I know that, that, that Joy Behar tried to make a little joke there, but. What if she decided she doesn't want it anymore? I'm just saying, you know, it seems like you can just give these things away now. You know what I mean? Just decide it's not for you. Uh, or that having one means nothing. So what does even having one mean exactly? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, is he, what does that even mean? Is it make, does it make you a woman? Does having a vagina make you a woman? Is that what the view is suggesting? Because that is the height of transphobia, in my opinion. To argue that somebody has a vagina that then they're automatically a woman? I mean, the transphobia on this show, ABC Disney China uh, corporate needs to get involved here with some diversity, inclusion, and equity training right away. Because these transphobes assume that a vagina makes you a woman. These people are monsters. 
All right, look, tune in Saturday night to my buddy Jimmy Fela, the premiere of Fox News Saturday night with Jimmy Fela, 10 p.m. on Fox News. Uh, let's give him a strong first showing tomorrow night, and uh, it's going to be great because, obviously, you know, Jimmy's the man. So uh, good for him. I'm proud of him, and I can't wait to watch his first show tomorrow night at 10 p.m. on the Fox News Network Saturday night with Jimmy Fela. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Appreciate it. Keep the conversation going. Get your ticket to see me with Terry Hayes. February 7th by going to 1210WPHC.com. I also put a post. It's right at the top of my X page, Twitter page, at Rich Zioli. Thank you so much. Keep the pineapple off the pizza, and I'll see you Monday. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.